Uh, interesting times, these in the state of Wisconsin, no doubt about it. Well, let's put it all in perspective for you. At this point, we are coming on near about six weeks late on a state budget. That's not unprecedented. That's happened many times over the last, oh, 20, 30 years or so. Uh, that said, we have this remarkable situation with a tech titan in the Foxconn Technology Group that wants to build a $10 billion manufacturing city. It's not a plant. People keep calling it a factory or a plant. This is a city unto itself. This is how massive it's going to be. Multiple buildings, a dozen, 15 or more. That's just in southeast Wisconsin. There are other plans, apparently, to take the Foxconn production, perhaps of other products, elsewhere in the state. There's even talk of something in Dane County. But we know that there is the potential for 13,000 jobs, good-paying jobs here, at an average of just short of $54,000 a year. We also know that there are a lot of incentives involved. Uh, about $3 billion worth. Now, proponents of this project will tell you, and they're right in saying, this is a pay-as-you-grow incentives package. That is to say, Foxconn does not get a dime of tax rebates or whatever the sweeteners are until they put a shovel in the ground, until they build, until they invest in both uh, physical and human capital. That said, there are a lot of questions, certainly, and some concerns, definitely, from all sides of this issue. Joining us to talk more about that and the latest on the budget process is Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald, Republican of Juno. Good morning, sir. Thank you for being with us on the Jay Weber Show. Yeah, hey, good to be with you guys. Okay, let's start from the top. This is all the news. In fact, you don't mind, I'm going to refer to my favorite reporter on this subject. A gentleman by the name of M.D. Kittle writes some great stuff for MacGyver News Service, if you've ever seen him. Uh, MD, MD writes today that uh, there is a communication gap, it would appear, going on between uh, Senate Republicans and Assembly Republicans. And that, that gap really is that, uh, as you expressed yesterday, sir, you're concerned uh, that you have not been informed about a multiple, multiple amendments that would go into the Foxconn incentives bill. You have also said publicly that you're not sure if you have the votes right now to pass it. Uh, give us an update on where the Senate stands on Foxconn. We, um, we have not scheduled any type of hearing in a standing committee. Uh, we have a briefing today with Secretary of Administration Scott Neitzel and um, with WDC officials, in, including Mark Hogan, uh, we'll, this will be the first time, I think, that the Senate has not only seen kind of the full bill um, in as it's been interpreted not only by the Ledge Council, but by the Legislative Fiscal Bureau. So uh, I told senators, be prepared, come with questions, come with um, uh, certainly things that you think could maybe uh, make the deal better um, or enhance the deal or clarify the deal. And uh, that's scheduled for uh, this afternoon at the Capitol. Uh, it'll be the first time the entire caucus has come together to talk specifically about Foxconn. I mean, I was at a barbecue at the governor's mansion um, approximately a month ago. That is the first time that I was ever even introduced the idea of Foxconn or what Foxconn mm. was or how this relationship exists 
between those that work with Foxconn in Taiwan and then their American counterparts. I mean, this is a lot to take in, I think. Sure. And uh, and that's why we're kind of proceeding, um, I think, you know, a little bit uh, slower than uh, maybe the assembly is. But then again, you know, you know, Speaker Voss said, hey, listen, um, I'm willing to have a public hearing without any of the fiscals before us. I'm trying to have a uh, executive session uh, and already have developed 12 amendments to the governor's bill. So, I mean, there, there's a lot going on kind of behind the scenes. But, you know, right now, it's, this will be the first time that the Senate hit the full briefing. What are the, what are the major concerns right now of uh, your caucus? Uh, I would imagine the, the chief concern is just what you said. Uh, this this is the first time you're getting information about these amendments. I I don't know. Have you even seen the amendments? Have you seen the language at this point? I have not. I have not seen the twelve amendments that have been rolled out by the assembly. I uh, spoke to the chair of the committee today. We're going to probably get copies of those. Uh, a lot of this is being driven specifically by Speaker Voss because this is right in his backyard. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that some of the amendments are probably specific to that part of the state. And he's also making an anticipatory kind of judgment that this will be located in Racine and not in Kenosha. So, I mean, there's some, you know, there certainly is some things going on behind the scenes, I think, that are also pushing this in a specific direction, which, you know, that's not necessarily where I'm at, or I think we're members of the Senate are right now. So let's let's hold there that that, 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 budget as well. So, yeah. Let's hold there for a moment, because I think that's interesting. Let let me go back to that. Uh, Do do you believe that there is a push in this process by the Speaker to get this project in his literal backyard in in, uh, Racine County, as opposed to Kenosha? Do you think there's wheeling and dealing going on, um, you know, in, in terms of the location of this economic development project? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I characterize it that way. What what I am going to say, I think, is that you know when I've spoken to the speaker about this, he's, he's definitely uh, you know given me the impression that he thinks Racine is the place it should be built, and it makes more sense there. Mm-hmm. There are certainly some amendments that are apparently being drafted that uh, make some changes at the local level, uh, specific to Pleasant Prairie. So yeah, I mean the assumption is there that that. Um, you know, Racine is going to be the location, and Kenosha's kind of fallen by the wayside. And, uh, you know, I think the Speaker is kind of leaving that impression at this point. Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald joins us on the Jay Weber Show this morning. There are definite concerns, and I understand the concerns, uh, from conservatives. Let's go there first, because I think on the left, there's a lot of political grandstanding going on. But I think there are legitimate concerns there as well. Obviously, we want to make sure that this is safe for our environment, our, our water, our air, all of those sorts of things. And, and I understand those considerations. I, I also understand that there are, again, a lot of politics on the left going on. But there's a lot of politics surrounding this in general. But there are fiscal hawks, particularly in your caucus, I know, who are saying, ah, $3 billion dollars. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. Obviously, it's unprecedented. We've never seen a project like this. Most of the states in the country have never seen a project like this. That said, are you concerned that if the Senate is too deliberative, we run the risk of losing this, what has been called a transformational or once-in-a-century project? Yeah, this, this, uh, the idea that, you know, pass the bill now and we'll read it later is, 
um, not going to work. It's not going to work in the Senate. Never has worked in the Senate. And uh, certainly I, I know when the members are kind of, if there's one thing I've learned how to do in the 10 years I've been Republican leader in that caucus is to be able to count noses. And not having the votes is different because you're making an assumption where every member of the Senate is compared to the idea, do you think this bill is going to ultimately pass? I do. I think it will pass in one form or another. Mm -hmm. I think the project will move forward. Uh, but I have not sat down individually or even as a caucus until today to say, where, what do you guys think about this? Where are you at? Um, have you had the ability to kind of flush this out? The, the one overarching issue, which I think is being missed in this, and this will be part of, I think, the questions that are asked today, is not necessarily the clawbacks that exist or the protections that are there for taxpayers. That all appears to be in place. Mm -hmm. The thing that's missing right now is if they don't live up to the job creation kind of on a um, a short-term basis and then hit the benchmarks moving moving out from there. And and this is coming just as much not only, I think, from some of the state legislators, from local elected officials who say, wait a minute, so you want us to build a sewage treatment plant, you want us to put new roads in, you want us to develop this infrastructure, you want us to expand the TID. And, you know, what if later on, a year from now, nothing's happened, two years from now, still nothing's happened, and the jobs aren't coming? I think that's just as big a concern as, you know, making sure that the taxpayers are protected. And, and it's, it's kind of fuzzy as to whether or not that's included in the bill or that's something that obviously was negotiated between uh, DOA and Foxconn. Understood. Very, very important. And it's very important to make sure you have that locked down before you move from the memorandum of understanding into a bill that is signed by the governor and now becomes law. Uh, so I, I get it. I, I understand it. I also get the swift and urgent nature of economic development, having covered many of these things. And I also get the concerns that fiscal conservatives have, uh, stalwart conservatives, about uh, you know putting money, massive amounts of money, into what they believe are big giveaways to, to corporations. And there's the other element, wrote a piece about this yesterday, you know, when we had the hearing last week and you have the deputy secretary of the DNR saying, you know, we're going to streamline the regulatory process and make this more efficient for Foxconn. I think there were a lot of small businesses, the tens upon tens of thousands of small businesses across the state say, great, this is a wonderful project. It could potentially be a wonderful project, but what about us? You're going to streamline it for us, too, because we're dealing with the same sort of regulatory burdens. And the Mercatus Center comes out with a report talking about, you know, the, that it would take, what, weeks to read our, our regulatory, our regulation code in the state of Wisconsin. We still have some issues there. So um, I, I get the concerns. Are you hearing that from your members, those sorts of uh, questions as well from your members? I mean, just at first blush, you look at the environmental stuff, and I think you you obviously pick up on the idea that, okay, there is, there is some newly, there will be some newly created statute that kind of streamlines that. But as far as environmental protections go, it looks very solid. I mean, yeah. um, I, I, I take, I, we've had conversations already. I've, I've talked to a couple members who have uh, said, hey, listen, you know, we understand that this will be part of that bill. Um, you know, as long as those protections are there, you know, we're going to be fine in the end. And I, and I think that is kind of where the caucus is at overall when, when you talk about 
you know, we're not trying to weaken any environmental standards. We're just streamlining the process, which we've been working on for six years just during this whole period of time in which we've had the majority with Governor Eucher. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we've worked with both WMC and, and those other business groups that uh, certainly have, this has been a long-term goal for them as well. Let's shift the topic uh, quickly. Uh, just a couple minutes left with uh, Senate Majority uh, Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald. Let's uh, shift the topic to the budget. You have said that the budget is your priority right now. Where does the Senate stand? Where does the budget stand? Are we going to get a budget here in the near future? I'm very hopeful that the Finance Committee will be in um, either late next week, early the following week. We've got about a three-day period in which I think not only could we do a public hearing probably on Foxconn, but then if we're uh, able to pull this together, then we could have uh, the Finance Committee complete their work on the budget, which tees it up uh, for both houses to take up the budget at any time after that. I-, I will say Foxconn is a wrinkle in the budget because you've got $250 million that sure. uh, the governor placed in the bill that's related to transportation bonding for the North-South. And uh, as a result of that, you know, if you've been following the state budget, that has been one of the issues between the Senate and the Assembly is how much bonding are we willing to do versus just uh, pushing cash into it. And I, and I also defend kind of the delay uh, because we're discussing a massive tax cut. Uh, it's called personal property tax. Mm-hmm. And it's been a tax that people have those small businesses that pay it and have to file it with the state, uh, it's just something that they despise, and it's been on our radar for a long time. And I think we're on the verge of significantly reducing that or eliminating a lot of the categories that have been in place for a long time. And that's that's a good thing. That's something that the Republicans have been debating. Uh, and you're talking probably somewhere between 70 and $120 million dollars in um, in a tax break. And so, you know, I'll argue to the cows come home as long as we're talking about tax cuts. Can you do that, though? Can you do personal property tax and Foxconn? Can you do all these things? Because, you know, one of the things the last we heard on this budget process is the governor was willing, you know, to give up on some things, to give up on an income tax cut and perhaps a property uh, tax, uh, personal property tax reform. Yeah, he punted on the income tax cut, which is fine. Um, I think there were there were you know we can argue all day what's more what's a more effective tax cut, but I mean he said listen if if it helps you guys move on the budget, I'll I'll move towards you know let's do something to personal property tax, let's keep some cash on hand, which I think there is an agreement. There's a little concern that the economy is not as tough as everyone anticipated that the numbers might be a little soft. So there's no uh, there's no reason not to keep a little bit of cash on the side, and um, and it gives us an, an ability to be more flexible probably after the end of the year when we see some new uh, revenue forecasts. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, Foxconn, it, it's one of the reasons I keep saying it would be nice to have the budget done because then you could guarantee that the $250 million in bonding um, that's part of the Foxconn bill will be there and can be there. Um, you know, so far the speaker has been fighting the idea of bonding, but it's certainly there's 250 million of it in the Foxconn bill. Speaking of there, what do you think about the assembly now saying, yeah, 250 million dollars of bonding is okay? They have been fighting the Senate 
for a long time on no new bonding. This would include bonding. Now, their, their argument is that this would involve federal matching money, but we found out at the hearing last week that that could involve, you know, $250 million of matching money. It could involve $10 million. We don't know what that matching money will be, obviously. Yeah, I know there's an assemblyman that actually has gone as far as to say you don't get the $250 million in bonding unless it's it, it, you do receive the federal match. That's just not going to happen. So, um, and the timing is not even close to being appropriate for that type of deal. So, no, it's going to be $250 million in bonding that's going to be supported by general purpose revenue. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the Assembly has abandoned the idea that they don't want to do any GPR bonding. And, um, you know, you can your guess is as good as mine how that all developed through their leadership team. Well, interesting times, to say the very least. Thank you so much for the generosity it of is, your time. Good, though. Yeah, I'm very positive. I just want to leave the impression I'm very positive on the project. I think we're going to get there, but we need to do the due diligence on it. Indeed. Thank you for your time, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Take care. Thank you. You bet. That is Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald. Lots of interesting stuff, to say the least.